Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie. Sometime co-hosts Miss Purrington and Mookie are safely at home while we record at Fallout Theater's brand new podcast studio with our beloved audio engineer, Garrett Buss. Baby boy Buss! <laughs> ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. You can keep up with us on Instagram and now, can't believe I'm saying it, TikTok at Comedy Wham. Yo. <laughs> or on our Comedy Wham Facebook page. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column, Rochelle Takes on Comedy. We've got a festivals page and FPIA page that summarizes the contest's historical results. And of course, we're best known for our events page for live shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW. If you're a comic in those cities and want your show featured on the calendar, go to the events page and click Submit a Show to complete the short survey. Tag us on your Instagram stories and we'll share your show promo. Looking for ways to support all these resources we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Search for Comedy Wham on Patreon and check out our subscriber perks. Deep breath. God, this gets harder and harder to do. <laughs> that intro is so All much longer time. than it used to be. I did. It is. Now let's get back to our podcast. Wow. Launched in 2016. You should do a play-by-play. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations and will usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Today, I'm talking to, you've probably already figured it out, the longtime co-hosts of Sure Thing, celebrating their 10th year. Actually, plus it, it's 11, 2023 is our 11th, 11th year. That's right. 11th I'm still, year. Wow. One of them has an album called Pointless, which I personally love. <laughs> Collectively, they run Sure Thing Records. Mm-hmm. They were my very first interview guests way back seven years ago. And (laughs) last year we did a live podcast together, and it's a tradition to sit down together for our anniversary to talk about Austin comedy and beyond, or else I get shit from one of them. Must be January. (laughs) And now Comedy Way presents Duncan Carson and Brendan K. O'Grady. Well, that was a good podcast, everybody. (laughs) Seriously, I think we're out of time. Uh, So you're on TikTok now. Uh In the time that it took you to get through that whole intro preamble, Uh Duncan just got another 3,000 views, four unsolicited nudes, and at least two death threats. Our boy's a TikTok star, and if you know that, but he... he, I did not know that. Yeah, he blew up. His his daily daily news jokes uh, thing went viral. Mm -hmm. I think I did... The other night, my... My son, who you've now seen him grow, you know, the seven years from teeny thing to tall teenager Shout boy. Out. Do we say his name or no? You we can say his name. Shout yeah. out, Travis. Good to see you, He was he's studying. He's teeny, you know? He's pretty teeny still. <laughs> no he, offense. He is an uh, uh, SAT and ACT prep mode, mm. oh and he had like three hours test to take and I just went through because I was committing to this TikTok thing I went through and just looked at all of my past guests and started following and I did see your little daily news I know so if you saw Comedy Wham follow you at middle of the night at midnight that's because I had nothing else to do. Welcome to TikTok (laughs) it rots your brain yeah. Yeah, and I've been like watching because I felt Garrett's actually was our first TikTok Mm -hmm. the little shorts from from his episode and 
I've been watching it, and it's so. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. It's bad news. It's bad news. I haven't crossed. I haven't crossed that bridge yeah. yet. Mm. Um, I'm. I'm a. I'm a Stark holdout. Uh, it took me a long time to even pick up uh, Instagram in the first place, but obviously, you know, no one wants to be on Facebook, so yeah. that's my limited interaction with Facebook <laughs> is being on Instagram. But I'll be cold in the goddamn ground <laughs> before uh-huh. I join a platform <laughs> where most of the content is people doing front-facing videos in a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. It's not As pleasant. a cineast, <laughs> I am opposed to the existence of this shit. And uh, yeah, my, my wife has been trying to get us to do a TikTok. Talk, like about my record collection or something. Oh, where yeah. we like, oh, where we like pick a random cool. one because apparently the uh, the vinyl collector space is pretty empty on there. And it does seem huh. like you can kind of own shit on TikTok. Like it still seems like it's in this Wild West era, huh. it's, as uh, popular as it is. It's like, like it's. I think it's unexplored territory for like every niche or whatever. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So especially like there's not a lot of people that do just like news jokes. Right. So. I've already been like reached out to by like apps that are like we're a news app and we really think you're community. I'm like I'm <laughs> not even a huge guy or whatever. <laughs> Good lord! Wow. But yeah, it's a it's it's a nightmare. As a <laughs> it's it's a nightmare that you've been doing every single day <laughs> uh, for what? It's the same way that stand up is fun, but out like being stared at by strangers is objectively a nightmare. Like, That's a hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, or, or, I, or or being recognized on the street for stand up is great in passing. Yeah. And if the interaction goes longer than ten seconds, you're just mortified. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. Just, well, just the viewing experience of like most of them are just like ah, like loud noise immediately to grab your attention. I think that's why people like me because I'm not yelling at that. <laughs> well, ASMR is a big thing on there, right? Oh, and yeah. like, that, oh like, so gosh. you you have a you have a, uh, huh? a, a dare I say a thonerousness yeah. that probably <laughs> that probably uh, it's a real sisterous. Uh, what, 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 what I'm trying to say is, legions of perverts are masturbating to you, <laughs> and I couldn't be happier for you. I really couldn't. Have you tried to monetize? Is that a thing? Have you tried to monetize, or have you looked at it? I do you mean ASMR specifically or uh, oh I just having TikTok I don't know well as long as we're plugging everything we have I did <laughs> I did start a Patreon a couple months ago yeah okay tell the people for you know just to, I actually it doesn't matter but uh, <laughs> yeah I create I started to do a bonus one every day that you just if you pay me five bucks a month they friend you from the other account so it's very mm. it's been a lot of fun so far wow it's actually carried over into because uh, then I'm not like spoiling a lot of bits I'll just do it for subscribers only mm-hmm. so you might have noticed I've been taping myself here at the show more frequently I have yeah because <laughs> it's fun to even just be like hey look the other day the timer went off during the show mm-hmm. and it was a kind of funny moment when we freaked out until Hannah was like oh sorry that was me yeah <laughs> that was fun we all last, you uh, no you were not there last week but uh, yeah a, a first yeah uh, not to put anyone on blast but uh, Hannah the wonderful tech who's been working our show since mm-hmm. since our beloved Carl RIP he, he just moved but moved he to, to Colorado our, yeah. our guy uh, but uh, Hannah had a timer running through the soundboard mm-hmm. and when it went off it went beep 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 beep, beep. It, oh it, in, in the uncanny like coming out of the speaker's way uh-huh. yeah. but not quite so loud that you could like tell it what so like everybody instantly looked around even though it was coming from yeah. the speakers yeah. and I had like you know I was on stage and you have this like built in instinct for like a ringtone because mm-hmm. I, I like I have a muscle memory of like that happens a lot but I think I froze because I was like wait is there a stove in here? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? I was looking at my palms for a blinking light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just little behind the scenes things like that are fun to, to do for. I, I have literally like ten patrons right now because hmm. I just started it. Well, but. guess what, Duncan? That's but, more than we have. Oh, in your face! 
<laughs> so maybe this TikTok thing will, you know, really get us to that one Patreon subscriber mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really fun, but it is it is just it's very addictive the the scrolling of, of TikTok. So well, I mean, that's one thing that I I don't want to do because I know how it narrow casts you to oh, it figures out what you like and then right. it just feeds you more of that so mm -hmm. i figure i'm just gonna post this will get me off of twitter because twitter as we all know probably or and all i would imagine uh, politically agree is a dumpster trash fire that nobody mm -hmm. wants to deal with anymore so you know we just decided and eh, we're not gonna post to twitter not anymore, me baby i'm going down with that ship no <laughs> I, I, I don't even like use use twitter for that but yeah. like but uh but just just I, I i love a platform where i can watch in real time everybody becoming as miserable as it's always made me <laughs> yeah well I, I will say that i for my personal account i will look at the news and trends just to yeah. see how many words i don't yeah. understand yeah when the goddamn thing and loads. hashtags i don't understand so. yeah well we have been talking now for close to 10 minutes Ten of uh, nearly ten of those, my long-winded introduction, and the nice thing that you know, since we've all n known each other for a good, my gosh, a I minute, mean, yeah, because it's probably been ten years since I started going to your shows, yeah, probably, and yeah. you know, not quite stalking you, but you know, being there almost every Saturday night, at least every other Saturday night, because that was the divorce of agreement at the time. Do you remember like when you started coming? Was was it in 2012? Our first uh, year. Pretty confident I it, was, it was because that, yeah. I, mentally I know that I separated in 11, had to kind of get my brain in order and then realize, oh, comedy can be my personal therapy. Yeah. And I mean, who can argue with a free show, RIP free shows, but you know, you are artists do and you, you must. Do you remember if it was the Laugh Lounge at the time? No, no, it was always Sure Thing ah. since I started oh, going. Oh, then that would have been. Uh, 2013. Would have been 2013. Really? That's right. Yeah, yeah. February. Ah. The first show of February 2013 is when we formally changed the name. Okay. And Got the arrows. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, we, we, we always run the show, um, not to rehash the origin a million times, but, but originally <laughs> it came from. Uh, the comedy radio station wanting to do a show yeah. and they approached the venue. Duncan was already running the mic there on Wednesday. So they said, talk to this guy, yeah. but that's, they, they created it with all the promo name material as the laugh lounge at Austin Java. Yeah. And then when, when that, that term ended and like they said, Hey, do you guys want to keep the show going? We, that, that's when we, we officially, you know, renamed it. Well, I remember we yeah. emailed Austin Java, like just as a heads up, uh, we're going to change the name. And like the owner, whoever was like, I don't know. I feel like we've built a lot of brand awareness. <laughs> the Laugh Lounge at Austin Job, and I'm like, oh, we're still gonna use both names. Don't oh worry, my god! Man. Well, and what was so funny yeah, was, yeah. was was at that point, like because because we had radio promotion for the first like for the summer. Yeah. Um. Like you know, I I, I came on to to officially kind of help co-run things after that initial like what was it eight week ten week run ten or whatever. Weeks. Yeah. Um. And you know, for the radio promotion, they actually left the the promo on the air for mm -hmm. like another month or something. Yeah. Oh. Uh, even though, even though the radio station was no longer yeah. affiliated with with the thing at all, it's, yeah. so we we're like, this is great. But then, as soon as that got pulled, and soon after the radio station went off the air, our attendance at Austin Java had dwindled to almost. No I mean, like we we had some people come out, but like we literally had a week when John Ramsey, who had just done Conan, he had just been on Conan, mm -hmm. performed for like six people. Oh my gosh! So 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 the idea that the owner was was like, oh, we got a lot of equity. Like you have you. Have fucking been here on a set you don't know what the fuck you're talking about mm -hmm. um but then you know we we, we built something and they came mm -hmm. yeah i mean it was uh, that was cool to watch because i know then in the early days you know i could easily 
find a seat anywhere. <laughs> and then wow. towards the end, it's like, oh my God, we got to get there like super early so we can beat the front of the line. And that was crazy. That people day. lined up for that shit, which yeah. is, which is that, that's the kind of stuff that's just like, I don't know. I'll take that to my grave. Being like, we had, we had some go- like when 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 things were like really hot and like uh, like people would call the coffee shop earlier in the day and they'd be like, yeah, you know, doors are at seven thirty, shows at eight thirty, and we'd 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 pull up at like when do we get there usually? Like a little bit before seven to start setting up. Yeah, like six forty five. Yeah, and and then we would like see people start starting to line up at the door, yeah. and then like before the and then by seven thirty, like sometimes the door would like literally be going through the restaurant out the door mm-hmm. and stuff like. I, I I really feel I really feel feel like there's a specialness to the kind of energy that comes from people who are like and, and like I know people like became friends in line waiting yeah. like people would you know they were drinking coffee before there was alcohol there but then they started mm-hmm. getting lubed up when there was a bar <laughs> and uh, and that 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 really kind of fueled some of the magic of 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 what like a DIY space can be yeah. you know it's yeah. funny because I feel like us then would be jealous of us now. Where it's like you don't have to set up chairs. You're in a theater. Mm, <laughs> you, oh my god! You sell tickets and it sells out. Still, like, good for you. Fuck we still off. do. A, we still literally have to do manual labor every time we, <laughs> we do, do a show. Well, yeah, but, your, uh, your arrows, your death arrows. But, but yeah, that moment when did we you call them death arrows. Yes. Wait, what? Do you know the first show that you did uh, here at Fallout? Mm-hmm. I was terrified that somebody was going to get some kind of head laceration oh. from the the lighted arrows because they're lower now. <laughs> they're lower they're, they're, now. they're made yeah. of wood uh i have we've all walked in yeah, yeah yeah we've all walked into them uh, we're, a, any comic who's over 510 has probably bumped their heads on them before but uh but they're 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 not they're not okay. like uh dangerous it's just the maternal think. we've all walked yeah. into stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah well what are you the king cyan come on uh the Siamese, notorious, uh, the, the, the Myanmarese, Burmese, Siamese people, notorious for their... The, wait, 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 no, wait, wait, wait am, I, am, I, am I confusing? Is that Sri Lanka? No, 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 yeah. Siam became, Burma became Myanmar, right? Just notorious like, for their ability to, to not walk into the no, things. A king would have, like, people looking out for that. You could have just said, what are you, some kind of fucking king? You didn't pick the king of Siam. Well, <laughs> All right. All right. You know what's funny is that when you actually go into Duncan's room, he still has the giant Yul Brenner poster up <laughs> on the wall. This is from a movie that was uh, famous before I was alive. Uh, so Garrett is just nodding along, uh, uh-huh. pretending that he gets any of these references. I feel like we've been talking a lot, but you haven't actually asked. Us I know, a question. But, but you know the thing is, I, I knew I couldn't <laughs> because we would, you guys would go on autopilot and I could just coast. Wow, fine. But I only came with three questions. Oh shit! Yeah. All right. So. Let's, Crack them l- open. Let's let's, let's go with first happening. question. All right, twenty twenty two, recap? Mm. Question mark. <laughs> no, thank you. Twenty twenty two recap? Pass. Question mark? Decline. Hard pass. Uh, no, how was twenty twenty two? Uh fun. More fun than twenty twenty one for I'll, sure. I'll say that. Yeah, I, we 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 knew that there was going to be a pre vaccine and a post vaccine era. Yeah. When mm-hmm. it came to to getting back up and running. Uh, and we knew that, you know, given the kind of systemic inability of of globalized capital to produce any other outcome than perpetual covid, yeah. uh, where we're just going to get new variants for the, the rest of all time, because there was there was no mechanism to prevent the spread in the industrialized world and then to make vaccines free in the non-industrialized world. All of which is to say that 2021, we were still on that stutter, stop, start yeah. kind of program of having to like limit our ticket sales or require yeah. masks or proof of vaccination, et cetera. And we knew there was always going to be a turning of the page. Um, I definitely think think that like 
when uh, the the 2020 presidential election happened, yeah. that gave a lot of like just like liberal, normal, normal Democrat type people the kind of permission to to turn their page mm-hmm. and be like, now that's in the past. Dust hands uh, off comically. Adults are back in charge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so 2022 is really the first year that we've had that felt like a year. We're back from COVID. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in, in the manner of COVID, not really directly affecting the day-to-day operations of the show other than the occasional cancellation or you know from someone travels someone's cancel someone cancels their travel or someone gets sick or whatever mm-hmm. so you were able to do shows every single week in 2022 yeah i'm pretty positive yes uh fall, fall uh moon tower outbooked us one week that oh. was right yep as is tradition but yes. uh yeah literally we didn't even get sort of preempted by a holiday yeah no major holidays fell in our path this year 51 out of 52 yeah and and there were a couple uh that we had to miss both of us had to miss which i'll say one more time thank you to baby boy bus stepping in last minute to host (gasps) one of those shows um yeah yeah, we and we we that did happen a couple times just because part of part of being out in the world a little bit more and everything is that both of us uh yeah i i didn't i didn't have so much as a common cold for almost three years Hmm. and then 2022 i had multiple like multi-week illness i got yeah. mono for the first time ever oh yeah, <laughs> yeah i got i got the flu real bad i had a bad wow. cold and yeah, and i got at, sick a few times i got COVID in may yeah yeah I, I, and just trying to keep up propriety it's like well it, as a host like i don't feel like i should be sniffling and coughing into a microphone like yeah you know if a comic shows up i'm i'm not i'm not temperature checking them and yeah. stuff but like as the host i think that should probably avoid that mm-hmm. um try to set best example but Otherwise, 2022 just felt like uh, felt like the year that that thing started trucking again in mm-hmm. terms of getting the show back up to kind of full speed. Yeah, Lab- label still still uh, still still a holding pattern. Uh, still still getting WD40 on the gears. <laughs> but we, we have uh, but but we have movement now, and we have uh, we have a fun one to. Uh, well, let's let's save that announcement for the end. Yeah, shall let's, we? let's, let's do it. It's a fun ending. Listen all the way to the end, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my memory serves no album releases in 2022. Okay. Nope. Right. And mostly but, born of like uh, honestly just COVID complications for the people that we that mm, we kind of sure. had deals in place to work with, you know. Yeah. Um, one in the can, um, but a lot of just a lot of good reasons why that person wasn't ready to keep working. Well, the pandemic and like, is it outdated now? A lot of tension. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and then the other one was was uh, you know famously we we announced that we were going to do a recording in Houston with Dusty Roads on like. We announced it on like March seventh, twenty twenty twenty. Then March eighth, everything shuts down. Yeah. NBA games stop. Uh, South by is canceled. Yeah. Shit like that. So, so that one has yet to reschedule. But uh, yeah, just everything's tougher. You know. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. The logistics of everyone's lives are harder, and yeah. so and for people like us who like our entire thing is just like working on the comics preferences. You know, like some comics have been like, hey, I just want to record it and then. You chop it up, you you polish it, whatever. I don't want to have to listen to it, or I'll go crazy. <laughs> Some people have literally yeah. been like that. Others are like, nope. Like I'll I'll do all of the post production work, and I'll let you know wow. when it's done. And our thing is like, hey, we're here to yeah. help in whatever ways that you feel like you need. So, well, that's that's also the nice part of starting Straight Thing Records is like a like a boutique sort of labor of love deal. So it's oh, life slows down, we'll slow down too. We're not sure. here to be like, oh, we need more content. <laughs> we're the content farm. And then to you know, yeah, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. So yeah, we we got some stuff coming up, but uh, yeah, 2022 just felt good to be back to the weekly show with like a reliable environment. 
for mm-hmm. attendance. Yeah. Yeah. It, 2021 was like a roller coaster of like stable number of seats in the theater, yeah. number of tickets to sell, all that stuff. And yeah, and things 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 have trended back to feeling very quote unquote normal for whatever that ever yeah. meant. Yeah. Individually as comics, how did 22 go for you? Hmm. Let me start. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting because it's such a different scene now mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't, you know, doesn't feel terribly dispiriting or anything. It just is what it is. But um, it's been great to have the show back and like just like stress free kind of in its way to do new stuff and and stuff. And then I'm not going to lie. In September, <laughs> I had TikTok sort of blow up a little bit. And I just, it, I realized all at once because I was doing daily like new shit on there and not posting any stand up clips. I started putting them on there. And a lot of people were like, oh, you do stand up too? When are you coming oh to my, my town? Oh, wow. And editing clips for it made me a little more excited to write new stuff and go through a bunch of old stuff that's not oh. even on my album. I've been doing this for fucking, I don't know, 16 years. That sucks. God damn it. I mean, the, uh, the venues book people that are YouTube or, you know, yeah. social yeah. media influencers or whatever that aren't traditional stand-up comics. This is the world we live in. I get to be both. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers. Uh, so so that just that little bit of like, like, as I'm not getting ahead of myself, I'm like, that'll be my whole living. TikTok. Mm. It, that's a long way yeah. away, if ever. Yeah. But just, just to have people that are like into my shit out of nowhere after this much time was a little little pep in my step you know yeah and then the scene is uh different but there's still stage time out there of varying degrees and yeah. we uh no offense other shows have one of the best stages to to do bits so yeah for sure yeah uh you know 2022 for me as a comic it's so funny because i don't even think of myself as a comic half the time mm. just because we're always in like show prep mode and yeah. stuff you know um yeah. and and glad to glad to do it. Um, I will say that that there was a bit of soul searching and you know questioning, like you know, why do you want to keep doing stand up comedy after you take a long forced break like the pandemic required, and uh, you know, turning forty years old, having done this for for this amount of time, um, you know, do you have a good reason to keep wanting to do it? And uh, definitely, the show kind of coming back into its own and pulling good crowds again meant that the quality of the stage time that we get here every single week went up, mm-hmm. which means I got to, it definitely felt like I was writing more. I, I have a few more kind of like hardcore good go-to bits than I than I had previously. And and more than anything, like I, I, I do kind of feel like 2022 is the year that I had been doing stand-up comedy fully for 10 years, just doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the first time I've ever decided I felt comfortable being what I am on stage now. Like so much of so much of early stand-up comedy is just trying to learn how to write a joke, just trying to learn how to stand on stage and what I do with my hands and mm-hmm. and lose the self-awareness that comes with that with the very unnatural act of of performing that way. Um and then the next, you know, 5 to 10 years or whatever is just battling to 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 get some sense of your own voice, right? And figure out what version of you yourself, you know, fake artificial version of yourself, but a version of you, you want to be and are on stage. And sometimes those things don't always line up. Like, I'm not the comic kind of comic that I wanted to be, but now I'm kind of figuring out what kind of comic I am, you know? Yeah. And I definitely feel like I'm more confident than I've ever been as a comic. And I think maybe, I hope that's, I hope that translates to, to, to what people see, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not really chasing down external bookings, but like, you know, we, we, we got to do, 
some shows last year that were like, you know, we, we got to do some half hour sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were on a couple of shows that were uh, these brewery setups where we traded off the closing spot and, you know, stretching out a little bit more. Um, it, stuff, the stuff that we just have not been able to do until last year because things weren't open and stuff. <laughs> and uh, just how how natural and easy that felt felt like a real payoff for like, oh, yeah, I have been doing this for a fucking decade. Like, I, it's not a question of yeah. time. It's not a question of, of do I know what I'm doing, you know? Um, but you only reach that point when you reach that point. And for me, I guess some of the second guessing or third guessing or or whatever, some of that, self, that extra self-awareness is, uh, if not been shed, is mm-hmm. at least uh, now being managed in a way that I hope translates to me being a better comic. I, I have to say that hearing you say that, like I think the turning forty thing is part of it too, because sure, yeah. you realize, oh fuck, man, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I fucking I mean, do it. Well, yeah. you know, I yeah. I feel like I feel like we see this in some people's comedy, and it's probably a healthy thing where like where when you're like a baby comic, or maybe it's maybe it's just more you do this in your twenties anyway. But mm-hmm. like the way that you try on a lot of personalities and styles mm-hmm. in your teens and twenties, right? Some. A lot of people. I started doing comedy, stand-up comedy, when I was almost thirty, right? So I, I felt like I was, <clears throat> I don't know, more of an adult, more of that sense, but still, yeah. you learn about yourself in your thirties. But, but to be the kind of person who can, like, I'm gonna try to do this kind of comedy. Okay, now I'm gonna try to do this kind of comedy, and, <laughs> yeah. and the number of like self evolutions that that you have in those early years, I think, is tied to the age you are when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I hit fucking forty years old, right? Like, yeah. there's there's a point at which you stop going to therapy because it's like. <laughs> You know, this is really important and helpful mm-hmm. for me to contextualize like where I came from yeah. and and blame my parents for everything. <laughs> but now I'm a fucking grown up person, and it's not about my parents anymore. Like I'm living my own life, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I feel like at 40 years old, that was one of the that that was one of the kind of breakthroughs that you have as a person. That's just like, well, you only get one of these, and I'm almost halfway through it, and yeah. you know, yeah. if yeah. not if not well past halfway through it. So <laughs> so if you can't translate that into some kind of sense of confidence in yourself or just in knowing what you are. Yeah, or even even just like acceptance or like, yeah. a, like a good word that means resignation or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You positively point, resign yourself to that. It's to like we, we have all these failed projects or especially I have like several podcasts that didn't continue <laughs> or, you know, I did uh, this news joke thing that's working. I did it 10 years ago to no acclaim yeah, or yeah. viewers, whatever. Just on, needed TikTok on to YouTube. come along. Um, <laughs> And eventually you realize it's like, oh, the less I put all my eggs in one basket, I'm just kind of making stuff and having fun. And I'm the only common factor. So I can at least know, I can at least have a faith that I'm dragging that with me wherever <laughs> I go. So it's been, and, and there was an element of coming back from the pandemic. And I don't, I don't know how formally we talked about it because it was like pretty obvious we, we wanted to bring the show back, even though it was like just late April 2021, like post vaccinations and stuff. But we, yeah, were, we like, were definitely one of the first shows to come back mm-hmm. as a regular weekly right when fallout opens and we were like if we're gonna do this like let's just have fun with it which isn't to say we weren't having fun but this like idea of of like yeah we just want to book a good green room that's fun to hang out in and like there are some people who have not been invited back because oh. uh <laughs> they're just not fun for us to be around uh, you know yeah and that's yeah. hang is part of the thing you know and uh well and, that, and that's a double-edged sword right because if mm-hmm. we w- if we went out for the last 10 years and hung at cap like every night we have much different careers or whatever but uh but yeah and, and in terms of being on stage there's just this comfort level that's like this is our show and this is and especially fallout feels like a home away from home to you know i i did a, a wednesday night here that i won't name because there are only like eight people at it and the host was like oh i'm so sorry and i'm just like 
I may as well just have just gotten out of bed and like wandered onto stage, which is which is to say I'm not like trying. <laughs> I know what you're talking. I know but, you're but, talking. But, about. but I feel I'm so relaxed here. I'm like it's just like having a fun little eight person chat. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I, and I will say that you Were know. Were you talking about our live podcast last year? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was not. Uh, well, I, I just want to say, as as wonderful as Fallout has always been to us since we've been here, um, you know, we, as you remember, we we really had a DIY. We did it ourselves mm-hmm. at the old space, yeah. and there was a sense of ownership that came with that, and that and a kind of camaraderie that we had with the staff who were. You know, hourly coffee shop workers yeah. on a on a Saturday night. That's not the that's not, <laughs> not, not the busy night for coffee shops, mm-hmm. right? But they all wanted to work that shift because they took ownership of it. And yeah. like, it it I will just say it definitely took me a while to kind of get over just this not being this this just follow being different. Yeah, it's yeah. being its own thing. And and control freak much. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Oh. <laughs> 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 Garrett, you get a lot of static in the cans. Yeah, but but uh, but but all that is to say that that also you know 2022 and things kind of normalizing, you know, definitely also realize that like oh yeah like we've I've settled into Fallout being as much of a home for sure thing mm-hmm. as we've ever had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I think we've just about crossed the threshold of of doing or maybe not quite, but we're this year will match the number of shows that we did in the old space something like wow. that. Wow. It's uh, I think it'll it's coming at like 70, 30, 60, 40 or something. Mm-hmm. It's 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 hard. It's hard to hard to tally all that up, too, because we had the we had the little the break between venues and then covid. Mm-hmm. So I think technically we are on pace to have our 500th show officially this year. 500th show wow. this year. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so it's like it's last year's a decade, but a year change of that. that we weren't a show. That's uh, nothing, like nothing was happening. I can't wait. We, we not to overplay it or anything, but I, I think <laughs> we want to like, we'll have fun promoting the 500 show. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Because it's, it, it is sort of a point, a dumb point of pride. Cause like it's other, not dumb. No, no, but like just in terms of that, like dumb sports record technicality oh, sure. stuff of like, <laughs> are we done with this? Like, <laughs> we can drop it quickly, but live, okay. like, Live at Cold Town is back, and they're like, we're the longest-running weekly show. And I'm like, oh, I guess, yeah. You've changed oh, hosts boy. like 50 times. Or I mean, you're not at Cold Town anymore. You're at the new version of or Cold Town. Or Chris Tellis technically has his beat by with Shit's Golden, but it's a monthly that also took a lot of time off. Yeah. But yeah. when we hit 500, I'm going to start just being really loud about, <laughs> this show hosted by us has happened the most times. Yeah, no question. No yeah, one we- will touch our record at 500 shows that we booked and hosted. Yeah, I mean, maybe someday someone will, but I mean, like, but yeah. but but we have we for sure. I mean, for for us, like the the, the model, the, the the show that we aspired to be as good as as was Punch. Of course, um, yeah. and and you know, Matt did not bring Punch back uh, to the New Cap City mm-hmm. yet. We all we all hope that you know, yeah. and, hey, there's always time to change minds or do something else. But 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 Matt would do you know a couple seasons of Punch that were like you know eight. 10 shows each right? right and had to take long blocks of time off for things like you know contest. The, the contest and then later moon tower and stuff so so i mean as 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 much as as i love punch i mean i we, we've done five times as many shows as punch did i think like, like literally like you know we're just getting to do a weekly show means like if nothing else we get i get to look back at this body of work and time and and i will also say that like because we were that weekly right the number of times the way that I feel so rewarded by it now is that because we have done so many shows, there are so many individual people who have have had a memory with us, mm-hmm. right? And some of those people, it's it's insane. Uh, it's it's how do I say this? I don't want to say anybody. So there is a person who is 
uh, currently on a major network comedy show who anytime I post an Instagram story, it's like two people. they are the first. No, I know more than one person on more than one network show. Okay. Uh, uh, I could be talking about my high school friend. Mm-hmm. You know that I. That's right. Okay. But this, this, this person, every time I post an Instagram story, the very first person to ever see it is always this person. Oh, wow. And I'm like. I'm like, friend, you have, you must have more going on in your life than me right now. (laughs) But, but I've had conversations with that person Uh, and, and they are, uh, they're, they're somebody who partially got into doing comedy because they came to see our show. Mm -hmm. Or last week we, we talked to someone who, uh, who uh, talked to us after the show who had, she spotted you you at, uh. Austin FC, right? There was there was someone like that. Yeah. There's there's you know the, the the number of people who like who will will still run into and and maybe they don't even come to follow anymore, but they'll say they'll they'll recognize. Oh, I used to go to your show. Like yeah. I met my friend there. I met my wife there. Whatever you know. It's a it's a real thing that happened, and it's so weird because even like the the experience of performing is so ephemeral, and and to have all these. I realized earlier when you were talking that there is <laughs> like. This and I hope this isn't too dark, but our our <laughs> show has because people got like engaged at it. That's right. Met and got engaged. It was like a first date, and they huh. proposed on stage. That's right. And it's also been split up as part of a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the full yeah. gamut of human <laughs> and then becoming yeah. best friends. I mean, Laura and I. That's you know we would go to the show. There you we, go. We met because of another friend who loved your going to your show. She recommended it, invited Laura, and then she and I became best friends. That's. And I mean, I, I I'm so I'm so glad and. I know that if we ran a monthly show, like we'd have some of those stories, sure. but like we got 500 chances to to, yeah. to do that yeah. for yeah. somebody, right? And and there, are, I I know that I know there's someone out there who's only ever gone to one comedy show, and maybe it was ours, and they yeah. fucking hated it, <laughs> right? And that's why they never went to another stand-up comedy show. <laughs> but what an impression to have made on that person, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like sure. like the, the 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 fact the fact the fact that we've gotten to have those experiences with my you know, son's first comedy yeah. show. Was Look at that. Thousands and thousands of people have been yeah, to the show at this yeah. point, which is which is that that that's the kind of thing where where it, that that makes it all feel worthwhile yeah. to think about doing, yeah. you know, and, and makes you want to keep going. Yeah, it's cool to actually, you know, over the years of us talking, it's actually really cool to hear you like kind of accepting that this is a role you've played in the Austin comedy <laughs> scene. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, like, you know, were we in denial before? Yeah, for, for, for whatever like it's just worth, being yeah. really comfortable about it, not boastful or, oh, you know, oh. braggadocious about it, sure. but just like, wow, it's sinking in that and it's maybe tied into the 500 show. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're, we're definitely getting a little more a little more wistful in in remembrances of things past yeah. as we yeah. as we approach a milestone. But yeah. uh, and, and honestly, and if it wasn't us, it, it could and would have just as easily been somebody else. Yeah. But yeah. but we got to do this thing, yeah. and it's still happening, which is yeah. it is kind of mind boggling to think how it's survived this way. You know, yeah. especially like when people start a new show or, or whatever, they'd be like, "What do you guys do?" I'm like, honestly, I don't know, <laughs> and whatever we did do has no relevance to today's current. Trying to promote a show landscape. <laughs> I mean, you know? I, I, there there are definitely a couple of key pieces of, of advice you can give to people. I mean, I, I think I think that not that not that anyone's asking me right now, but I'll just repeat okay, what sure. what uh, what Bearden told us, right? Because because Matt Bearden uh, ran Punch, and he didn't invent the alternative stand up comedy showcase, yeah. obviously, but but there wasn't something like that in Austin until mm-hmm. until he really started doing it regularly at Cap City, and uh, and he was someone who came out to our show relatively early, and I think we'd both done Punch. Or, or uh, we, we were both becoming kind of punch regulars at that mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. but when he came out to the show, like kind of said, uh, and I'll, I'll always remember, like, hey, this is good, and to make sure that it stays good, like 
hold yourself and your show to a higher standard than everybody else. Yeah. Uh, like care about who you book and be judicious about that because that's what's going to, to, to let you kind of establish yourself in the minds of, of people. And I will just add to all of that, that if you can be every week and free, <laughs> people will find you. I was you know? a big, yeah. It was a big leg up on the, at the time. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe that is fanciful. Maybe it sounds like impossible to do, but like say this for Austin, Texas, it is still a town where every fucking building has uh, a little six foot stage in the corner and a PA system, right? <laughs> like this is a town that is built on live performance, yeah. Yeah. usually around, you know, South by and music performance, but yeah. stand-up comedy is one of the few things that translates incredibly well to those spaces, even be at a back room at a coffee shop or mm-hmm. at a, a, a bar or wherever else, you know? Yeah. So, so, you know, that stuff is still definitely, I think attainable. Um, yeah. And I feel I, like that's born. I'm out not going to do a free show <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Uh, I'm too old for that, but <laughs> No, thank you. But uh, I, one, I feel like that's just been borne out because uh, that was that was the attitude for a long time when there weren't that many shows when we started. Is that people are like, oh, I don't want to do a show on Sundays because it's against the cap open mic and they, you know, they're territorial. Oh, or, yeah. But but just like I think it can bear out, and our recent continued success in the more crowded scene than ever has been uh, a pretty good proof of that. I feel like. Yeah. And there's 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 more talent than ever here, which is fantastic. Yeah. But if you're running a show, you still need to be judicious. Like like I was learning how to be a comic. I would not have booked myself to close mm. my show. I was not good enough to do that for a long time. Mm. Um, and you know, when when you run the comedy club, that's the all my buddies comedy club. You can have anybody you want perform, but mm-hmm. but when you're asking something of an audience, even if it's just show up and spend your time with us, right? You should respect that. You should you should care about it. You should care about your show more than anybody else. You should care about it being good more than anybody else because no one else is going to ever care about it unless you hold yourself to a high, maybe even unattainable for where you are at that time standard. Yeah. But you can keep on striving to be good and make it better. Fun fact, the last show we called The Laugh Lounge, I booked myself to close. <laughs> Because well, I knew, because I knew we were about to change it to sure thing and take it much more seriously. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, you've, you've been doing stand up longer than me anyway at that point. So. Yeah. When I I wanted a long clip and stuff at the time to fit, but in retrospect, I'm like, well, I that was a little self indulgent. Are we on a hard time? Here? Well, well y- s- sort of. Okay, yes. Okay. okay and sorry. I've ne- downgraded have, my three questions to two oh, questions. No. Oh no! Oh no! But we it literally is, nowhere else. It to is be. our anniversary, Comedy mm-hmm. Wham's anniversary. Hey! And I Happy actually thank you. I actually want to talk about the shit we did in 2022. Please, yeah. Wrap because, it up. Uh, yeah. Well, not let's not wrap it up. Wrap up the year. Yeah. Okay. So not the podcast. Uh, this is my entire page of notes of 2022, which is kind of mind-boggling. It's a lot. It's, um, it is single-spaced. <laughs> it is single-spaced. It is multiple well, pages. And I just, I just, you know, I started this podcast in 2016 because I wanted to get to know the people, right? Yeah. And in the seven years' time, it's evolved into this different beast now where the podcast is like, nobody cares about the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love our anniversary tradition here, but, you know, the podcast seems like less and less of, of the, the focus of what Comedy Wham does. But I will say that from the podcast perspective, we got up to 39 episodes because we took the hiatus in mm-hmm. 20 and 21. And last year I said, no, we're getting back on track. And this year we should be like back to weekly episodes, which means getting to talk to different people, getting to talk to Moon Tower people. And um, it's been cool the people I've gotten to talk to. And I was going to name drop, but I, th- I think I'm not going to do it. 
Scroll, scroll but, down, scroll down on whatever whatever app you're using right now, yeah. and see all the wonderful guests yeah. that Valerie yeah, was talking yeah, to last it's, year. It's Some crazy and real big and names. Yeah, the the thing that I'm most proud of is keeping to my mission that I. I apologize in advance. I'm not just going to interview cis white male comics because <laughs> sure. that is not the entirety of the scene. Like if you scroll down, it's people of color. It's, you know, Why would you just apologize to us for that? Well, I know because I'm in a room full of cis white <laughs> males. It's an aggro comics, energy. So. I guess. Seriously, this yeah. is like a real toxically masculine trait you're performing at us right now. This, this assumption that we don't have empathy for anybody else, that we're one thing. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you really put us into a very narrow box of sex and gender that, oh, I mean. God. All right. All right, Professor O'Grady. Hey, I am no longer an adjunct anything. Um, we, let's see, what else? Uh, we have helped people promote their projects. Dave Buckman on reopening Cold Town. Garrett talking about the podcast studio launch here. JT and his altercation festival. And Andre Ricks with Eastside Comedy Club, and even Mana out of DFW. I don't know if she's done your show before. No, I would. No. Oh, that's well. You know, she's so busy with her thing. I got to. We got to do our first com, uh, comedy festival, which was pretty cool. Taking the podcast out live <laughs> was, was fun. We actually have a team of writers. It's no longer just me and Richard. Like <laughs> that's why the intro is so long. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Team of writers and no editors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. And it, it's it's really cool. We've got like one, two, three, four writers. It's crazy who yeah. help us out. Um, and then we have Samson Seablum, who's like, you know, uber Austin comedy fan who like makes suggestions. He takes photos at, at shows. Uh, posted the first TikTok video. <laughs> I started writing for the Austin fucking Chronicle. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I came, I was reading the Austin Chronicle when I was in college, you know, yeah. a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, free weeklies are so and important. Uh, it, like, sorry, uh, but like I, I grew up in Southern California and we had the LA Weekly and the OC Weekly and yeah. I would read both cover to cover every single week. Yeah. And like, to me, that was like, uh, that's well, that's you've made it because like this this is the cool paper that has all the, yeah. like the good punk bands in it right yeah. so yeah. like so this must be the the real culture mm -hmm. right yeah that's very cool it's it's insane and m m there's an article coming out at the end of the month there's gonna be more articles coming out and it's just kind of cool uh, got to be in a music video because I interviewed Maggie <laughs> Mayfield mm -hmm. for her stop saying sorry uh, video uh, I got to talk to James Murray of Impractical Jokers, which is like wild, <laughs> wild that that happened. Uh, let's see. And, you know, I continue to kind of be this sort of cool mom <laughs> to my son. You know, he got to go with me to meet James Murray. And it was, it was kind of crazy. So. Even though you're making him do his uh, SAT and LSAT? I'm not making him. He is so self-driven. SAT and, SAT and, and ACT? Yeah. Yeah. Not LSAT. Although, I, you know. I'm making him watch a lot of Law and Order. Pretty early for you. That's yeah. the law one, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the okay. law one. The law school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, D Duncan? Did you take the SAT or the ACT? I took them both. You did really? Yeah. How'd you do? Pretty good. Uh, can I just share my story real quick? <laughs> yeah. The one that I took was my mom uh, signed me up because I was not going to go to college. My mom uh, told me, hey, I signed you up for the SAT. You're taking it on Saturday. What? 48 no. hours before I before I actually took the thing. So so I, I went in blind, just just went off the dome. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, did, I did crack the, the 1,000 mark or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, but it was only because my verbal was off, was very high. Mm. My math was incredibly low. I got a perfect math score. 
Oh, yeah. humble brag! I, I I literally think I skipped math questions. I, I like, <laughs> like like I literally didn't even didn't even answer some of them. Like, yeah. So uh, Travis took the SAT without any prep, and I'm like, "That's a good score." And he's like, "No, nice. I got to I got to take it. Yep, not good enough." If you, I mean, if you if you care. Good, uh, good, good for him. Good, I know. I, I mean, I went to grad school for free and took the LSAT also on a whim, just because I had to take it perfunctorily. Oh, sure. But you know, and then I then I get to then I got a master's degree for free. But you know, I understand other people have to work harder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with the time that we have left, let's question go to three. my second. Well, I dumped question. No, three, come on. Just, Rapid fire. No, it was a really dumb question. Lightning round. Uh, Even better. Oh, actually, yes. Let's do this. Okay. okay. So I have this game. Richard gave me. Sorry, I'm away from the mic. Uh, where should we begin? I've been doing this card game now for a year, and I still don't remember. All right. So uh, let's just go around the around the table. Uh, I'll just give you your cards. Okay. And uh, Duncan, you read the question to Brendan, oh, okay. and then Brendan, you'll read my question, and nice, then I'll okay. read the question to you, Duncan. Sorry, Garrett, no microphone, no card. <laughs> how funny! How funny cool. is it going to be when we when we reveal later that there never was a Garrett bus? <laughs> uh, this says, "I would love to show blank who I've become." <laughs> oh man! Um, <clears throat> I would love to show. It's a loaded one. The girl that I lost my virginity to. <laughs> That I'm better at it now. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. I, I mean, like, to be completely honest, like I know that that's like a goofy joke answer, but it kind of is. The like talking about like just getting to know yourself in your forties and like just losing a lot of the insecurity of of like all oh, the stuff you really worried about. It's like yeah. you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll I'll go with that's fine. Um, all right. <laughs> Valerie, uh -huh. I w oh no, oh no, <laughs> uh oh no! I just know what the girl that I lost my virginity to would answer to this. Oh, <laughs> um, Valerie, I wish I had never seen. <laughs> oh, I wish I had never seen. Um. Oh my gosh, Duncan, do you have an answer while we're here? It's like the. the <laughs> Wish I'd never seen. Could it be anything? Oh, I know, and actually, it's it's so traumatic and, and terrible. I, I actually uh, was a witness to um, a, a, an infant who. God, I'm I'm sucking the air out of the room. Oh right my now. God! An infant. You're Eric Clapton's ex-wife. <laughs> close. Oh no! No, a, an infant who fell from a balcony. That's close. And later, lost her life. Oh. I was what you call a first responder on the scene. On the set of Antichrist. On the set of Mars Von Trier's Antichrist. No. no that opens was, also with a kid crawling on a window. Yeah. That was yeah. that was a rough that was a rough year. Fun game, Val. Yeah, truth. I was gonna say I was gonna say Duncan, I wish I'd never seen I wish I'd never seen you. Matt Reeves's The Batman. Yeah. One of the most joyless, awful things <laughs> I have really ever sat through. Oh god, Duncan. We're just gonna keep this trend going. I mean, <laughs> my story of heartbreak. Oh boy, <laughs> is that the whole thing? That's the whole thing. Dot oh, dot dot. Well, how do how I? How do you pick <laughs> these fucking? There's only three of them. There's. You well, could have picked I, any I of them. The, well, no, I just take from the even, top of the deck. Even even the I would love to show blank. <laughs> I've become is like sort of spiteful. Does, does that imply that you that you were lesser than previously? Like, what is this game? <laughs> Where to begin? This plane is crashing. So let's all reveal our deepest regrets and embarrassing. 
My story of heartbreak. I mean, uh, do how do I? How much time do we have? Well, you know, I got I got to get that last question in. You know, for the podcast episode. So here's here's uh, here's here's what I'll say is uh, I actually have recently become single, and we don't need to get into details. But what's heartbreaking to me is how routine it has become. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like it's positive because I'm not like getting going on a bender and really like letting my life get derailed. But I am approaching forty, and I'm just like, I guess this is what this is what life is like. <laughs> Every few years, just kind of cast back out in the wilderness. Eh, I know who I am now. You know, these, so that's a go. that's a quietly sort of uh, you know sort of, <laughs> quietly yeah. desperate answer. Yeah. <laughs> these these cards are what like are the are alternatives. Like, I know, I know. These these, these are like I'm, Brian Eno's oblique <laughs> strategies <laughs> yeah. for things to meditate on before you kill yourself. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> well, I will tell you what's really funny about this card. These card decks is you know it's supposed to be answer open ended questions whatever. What I did not know is there's a, a whole section and they're color coded of sexually suggestive questions mm. so i asked dave buckman uh-huh. one of these color-coded cards and i was like i'm so embarrassed i'm so embarrassed you know this is a married man and i'm asking him this question and it wasn't because i'd never read the instructions of the the deck you didn't notice, <laughs> that, you didn't realized... notice that it had a yellow handkerchief hanging out its back left pocket yeah <laughs> <laughs> So luckily, them. I have taken all of those out so that these are now more. Oh, they might be depressing, <laughs> but at least they're not. You know, uh, this game is called cruising. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, closing time at a bar. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Tell us your story of heartbreak. All right. Well, let's ask. Let's uh, spend the rest of the time that we have on a more hopeful note. Ah. Let's talk about what we hope for 2023. Oh, I gave up hope a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 what you do when you turn forty. That was, like that that's how you accept moving on in your life. Because I cut like when we were talking about twenty twenty two, I was like, I feel like we just settled into oblivion in the sense of <laughs> the world being what it is. But uh Well, I, I think this is a good time to yeah. to to uh, to share the news Ooh. that we have, which is so perfect. So we, yeah, we, we kind of obliquely referenced it earlier, but um uh, there are reasons that, that we have not been able to move forward on a couple of planned record projects, mm-hmm. but we are happy to let you know that on Friday, uh, February 24th, two shows, Mac Blake is <gasps> recording a new album. Yeah, And Yay. there's going to be an album recording show at 8 o'clock here, and then we're going to get a safety set. Uh, he's in headline sure thing right after. Sure thing so, pickups. So you're, so you're going to get two chances. He'll probably do maybe a mix of material. There might be something different between the shows who knows he's i know he's got a lot of material but uh but uh boy i could not be looking forward more to to getting to work with mac again um just every time we have him on it seems like he's doing some new bit that is 10 minutes long and slaying (laughs) and he insists he's doing now for the second time ever yeah Yeah. uh and i that that isn't hopefully to, to build up too much there but the the first person that we approached to to even talk about doing a label was yep. was Mac because mm-hmm. you know we we knew we wanted to line up a couple of like our favorites to work with initially, the fact that uh, you know we we had to kind of have a conversation about like you know it's such a different uh, economic environment in how these things work now streaming has just cut the legs out entirely out of like selling albums yeah. it's fine mm-hmm. it's not making the money is not what it was ever about for us, but we had to kind of have like a conversation about like, well, what value proposition do we still bring? Like, you know, 
this recording technology is available to everybody in a way that it wasn't necessarily as much uh, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And what we kind of all came together uh, on was just to remember that like, well, we're all friends and it's fun to make things with your friends Mm -hmm. and just, you know, get a couple of other trusted ears and eyes on a project and have people that, that, you know, again, hopefully you built some, some mutual equity and respect with over time to, to bounce ideas off and, and, and hopefully get the whole thing executed. So I was just, I was just uh, texting with Dustin Swaylock today. Uh, shout out Dusty. We love you. Dusty. And, uh, and, and, and the two of us, like it, it just like it started as a logistical thing. And then we just started texting and just like, we're both, man, let me, I'm excited to like work on a thing with you. Like let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get cool. this going again. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so, so hopefully, hopefully that, that's that's a satisfactory answer to like what we're looking forward to yeah. in the short term. Two great recording shows that are going to be once again on Friday, February twenty fourth here at Fallout Theater. Fabulous Fallout Theater. Yeah, and then and then get to getting to work on this. And uh, and if there's one thing that we know, it is that uh, when you work with Mac Blake, shit gets done. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so that'll uh, that'll that'll hopefully be a great way to kind of kickstart our way back into to more recording projects. Yeah. Um, and then just you know to keep doing sure thing for as long as we get to do it. You know, for yeah. as for as long as it, it works for us, which. I, you know, I'll just I'll just personally say that, like it definitely feels like we have to be closer to the end than the beginning at this point. I, I have a hard time imagining myself doing this, you know, at 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Maybe my imagination will expand over time. But <laughs> um, but because of that and because of, of, of what the kind of build from 2021 to 2022 to tonight where we have a you know sold out show and all of our comps full and, and like the old the old feelings back, you know, yeah. um, kind of realizing that. I only get to keep doing this for as long as I keep doing it. Yeah. And so that that keeps me excited and looking forward to, to every Friday. Yeah. Yeah. The show's always been its own way forward. So, you know, and it's it's never been something that, with probably the exception of like starting the label, we went about with like a real long-term view other than just the next show. So to close in on 500 is, is like a huge accomplishment in itself. And, uh, and yeah, like I said, uh, before I, I, I'm a little more jazzed to do like I, I have a vague resolution to hit the road this year, mm. which is to say like even just to plan it around the show maybe or, or you know obviously we can either but like just do like a week in Denver and do all the all the calling a bunch of favors sure. from doing this for so long uh, <laughs> and, 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 and time was we put something together with Mac when his first album came out so maybe something like that could be in the cards Wow yeah. If if everyone else is as restless as I am, <laughs> <laughs> he's he said that he wants to do it again if we if we yeah. want to. So well, I mean, you know, he has a kid now, and everyone, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but but you each have people in other towns that would want to come see you specifically. Um, well, I'd have to put on pants and then drive somewhere. That's not, <laughs> that's not down from my down the down the street from my house. I have I have literally like eight people in eight different cities. It's not like I, I know, but but you know thing. one of my favorite jokes whenever someone from out of town is on who's like you know oh if you're ever in, if ever in New York you know, but, uh, uh, you know like just let me know happy to have you on. Like I'm not gonna be doing that. <laughs> just, just just outright yeah. say to that like but that's but that but I, I am of course kidding yeah. but like but uh, but I haven't been able to get excited about the prospect of going out and doing shows that way. But uh, but I know you've been talking about it. Well, it's it's also interesting because like one of the biggest things to to not hammer about my own Patreon all the time, <laughs> but I you don't make a lot of money from Spotify, and we recently shifted all of our things to a different. So I just I took mine down. I was like, uh, you know, I have some value here, uh, so I just made it. When you sign up for my Patreon, you get it for free, and I think because it's like this additional, like, oh, here's a fun little perk. You join my thing. People have actually listened to it mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I loved your album. Like that's happened literally like eight out of the ten people. And that's the most feedback I've ever gotten oh. from, mm-hmm. uh, like except for like the night it came out or whatever. So, I think there's just 
you know, we're, we're going to do Max thing, and it's always fun to sort of speculate on how to adapt to the changing landscape of mm. of the constantly shifting media, yeah. like 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 wilderness. So I think there's a lot of fun stuff that we could we could think of eventually. I just don't know what it is yet. You know, just in that whole multimedia landscape, there is a glowing review of Pointless on Comedy Wham that you are free to use to, uh, you know, get those TikTok views up in some way. I just sh- a thought. I should. I will. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell I'll tell my Patreons about it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to plug your Patreon? Is it a is, do you want to tell people the address or whatever? Well, my my TikTok name is Yesterday in a Minute because that's my gimmick is like Hey, here's what happened yesterday, we, which we already forgot about. And how long do you <laughs> spend on that uh, in the video? What do you mean? Well, you just told us your handle, but we don't know what the concept is. Well, no, you just explained it's yesterday, but you didn't explain it's a minute long. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming to the last Guys. sure thing. I can't, I can't, I can't keep carrying this. I, I can't. Right I, over I, my head. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, so that's also my name on Patreon. So that's. That's that's La- yesterday in a minute. Yesterday in a minute. Right. I'm I'm honestly I'm not on TikTok. I have not seen he it. Know. Yeah. I really do. I'm just I just it's yeah not me. But you you can share it to other platforms. That's how I always watched TikTok videos because people would post it on Instagram somehow. I'm not gonna watch it if he does post it somewhere yeah. else. I just want to make, <laughs> make that really clear as well. That is uh, honestly that's a true friend. I got records to friend. listen to. I got movies to watch. Oh. My attention span is flawless. It's My heart and minute. soul are pure because I have not destroyed. <laughs> my brain all right. Uh, yeah. all right old man <laughs> well let me let me uh <laughs> sorry, sorry. all three of us just just our heads whipped over to the clock <laughs> on like, the uh, wall are we doing <laughs> we're almost done okay, okay i'm just gonna do i'm just gonna call it um oh well hold on my goals oh yeah i want to do another festival i thought that was fun i'm gonna keep doing a lot of the stuff that i always do hell yeah podcasting get out to more shows now that my kid is like Studying all the time. Well, maybe one day. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Actually- <laughs> 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 yeah. Maybe he'll actually get his license so that I don't have to drive him at 6 a.m. to swim practice. Oof. Buddy, come on. That's another test you can study for. You'll love it. Yeah, I know. Right. Okay. All right. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy Way. It presents Duncan <laughs> Carson and Brendan K. O'Grady. Uh, go ahead. Tell us where we can find you on social media and promote your project. <laughs> oh, well, we discovered that. <laughs> Okay. I'm at a Duncan Carson on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yesterday in a minute on TikTok and Patreon. <laughs> uh, SureThingRecords.com is where you can find information about the album and the show. And at SureThingATX, Instagram is probably the the big one right now. But mm-hmm. that's our socials. And as for me, don't find me. Uh, I don't have any interest in being your friend. I'm a a real person who does comedy, and not someone who's trying to. To, to, to monetize my image uh, and create a, Facebook. a permanent record of me electronically that other people can uh, can look at and not interested in that. Just go to at SureThingATX. I'll be the one who's replying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he does see it first. Every time. Well, we have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Brendan and Duncan continue to be the comedy geniuses <laughs> and just... <laughs> Just darlings of Austin comedy that you heard today just as much as I have. Uh, This has been Comedy Wham Presents Duncan Carson and Brendan K. O'Grady for the seventh anniversary episode. I thought you were going to say seventh and final time. time. I I completely thought. (laughs) End of tradition. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you so much for having us. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Brendan.
And thank you, Garrett.